New on Curiosity Stream. From time to time, we have collisions between asteroids and the Earth. We track them. We study them. We hope the big one never comes. Don't look up. It's Asteroid Rush. And alligators. They rarely get sick. They even outlasted the dinosaurs. Could they hold the secret to human longevity? Their blood could have antibacterial applications. Wade into the investigation on immortal alligators. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. WEEI.com's Rob Bradford talks all things that interest him. Some of which you might just want to listen to. So sit back and soak in another episode of the soon-to-be award-winning show a whole bunch of people are talking about. Here's Rob Bradford. Welcome to another edition of the Bradford Show, sponsored as always by Gould's Distinctive Clothing, the people who make me look so darn good. And, so why, why, and here we have John Lester shaking his head right now. He, he's not a believer. Why? why see, you, I've stepped up my game, haven't I? Uh, if, yeah, if you call that a step up. <laughs> All right, well, Marvin Lester Gould will, will keep trending in the right direction. What I want to talk to you real quick about today is just about why you like Boston so much. Why? You've said it before, you want to stay in Boston, but I'm just curious why. It, there's, I'm sure there's a few reasons, but what are some of the reasons when you say that, when you say, I want to stay in Boston, what are the things that jump to mind? Um, well, I mean, I think, you know, I, I could go kind of like the touristy side of it as far as just the city and, you know, like we just enjoy kind of the, the small, big city feel um, that Boston has and, um you know, but at the same time, this is this has been my home for the last you know eight plus twelve years. You know, um, eight years up here and in, in, actually in Boston, and twelve years with the organization. So it's all I really known. Um, you know, when I say that, it, it's, it's more so along the lines of of the Red Sox side of it. Uh, this is where I want to be. This is um, you know you don't see many guys that uh, you know get drafted by a team and end up staying there their whole career and. It's just something that uh, that I've always wanted to be a part of and, and, and wanted to do, and um, you know, so the, I, I think those are those are some of the reasons. Uh, both my kids were born here. You know, we got a lot of a lot of roots here that uh, that have kind of grown over the years. Um, met a lot of great people up here, and um, so you know, I mean, I think 
the list can go on and on, but uh, those are just a few of the things. You, you talk about being drafted here and staying here. Are you a guy who, who really likes certainty, doesn't like change, like to the heck, this is what I know and this is what I want to continue to know? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we all kind of fear, you know, especially something like this, is it'd be such a big change. Um, you know, you're not only going to a different, you know, if something does happen, you're going to a different team, organization, how they run things. I know how things are run around here. I know how... Um, the front, what what the front office expects, um, you know, I've I've known most of those guys really for the 12 years that I've been here. So, um, you know, then you add a new city, new people, um, you know, new teammates. Um, you know, my wife has to get, uh, you know, accustomed to that city and to those people and, and meet new friends there. And um, my kids, the same thing. So, you know, I think yeah, I think we all fear that. We all don't want to accept that um you know but you know there's times where i guess you have to but you know i don't think we really want to um so you know that, that's something that that if it happens it's a kind of the the deal where you can't think about it right now and uh you cross that bridge when you get there but um you know we we don't want to cross that bridge we want to be here and continue to to spread those roots out here have you talked to guys who have had to make this change because there's been other guys here who feel the same way you do but have you talked to other guys that say you know what i went here and this is the adjustments that i had to make and this is what it was like no um i, I think that's something that you know if you get put in that position um you know if we get into the off season and something something doesn't happen um you know yeah then then we'll probably start reaching out to guys and um you know kind of putting feelers out and you know you start getting offers from hopefully offers from other teams and and then you kind of start asking questions but no I mean that's the furthest thing from my mind from our minds um you know and I think anytime you get a guy from a new team here you know you always ask them about the teams regardless if you're a free agent or not you know I mean I've known in years past you know my first couple of years I've asked guys about you know how Florida was or how Arizona was or you know whatever um you know, so you know, I think that's just kind of a general conversation topic. And um, but no, I, I think you know, I always use the phrase of you know, crossing the bridge when you get there. And, and I think that's something that uh, if if it's presented in front of you and you have to make those decisions, then that's something you have to. You know, then you start doing your research. Then is that part of it, though? I mean, is that part of it when you ask guys around, and especially guys who have been here, and they say, well, you know, it's pretty good in Boston. Yeah. I mean, is that part of the reason? Because you, you have heard about what it's like other places and you know what it's like here. Well, and I think, you know, I think it's one of those deals where the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, all, all 29 other clubs probably, you know, one of them or a couple of them or whatever might have a few other things to offer. Um, and then those same clubs might not have some of the things that we offer here. You know, I think there's give and take with every club guys you know like I said I know how things are run around here um, I know what to expect I know how to you know if we do need something I know how to ask I know you know who to ask and stuff like that so um, you know you, you go if you end up going to another club it's it's one of those deals you got to figure things out and you got to figure out how their operation works and their opera you know you may end up liking their operation better you know it's just it's everybody's personal deal, uh, personal opinion, and, and uh, what they like and how things are run. And um, you know, and this is this is all I've ever known. And 
you know, um, you know you, like I said, if something happens and you're at another team, you may end up finding out, hey, I really like the way they do this. You may find out that I really don't like what the, you know, I mean, it's, I think that's the, uh, the risk you take if you do, uh, if, you, if people end up leaving. Um, but like I said, at the same time, this is, this is, this is all I've known. This is what I've been accustomed to. This is what I like. And, you know, I'm a creature of habit and, and, you know, this, this is, this has been my habit for, for 12 years. And, you know, not a lot has changed as far as, uh, you know, the way things are run and, and, and organized and, um, what's expected. And, you know, so, uh, I think that's what, you know, makes us obviously so attractive and obviously, you know, everything else that goes along with it. So when, when you say the, the hometown discount thing at the, at the writer's dinner and off of what you just explained, it's totally understandable. And it, does it surprise you the reaction? Because I guess the reaction was because a lot of people don't say verbally in public what you said, but a lot of players do think exactly what you described as well. So did that surprise you, the reaction from that at all? What, what reaction? Well, just the, like, hometown, oh, I can't believe he's saying he's going to take a hometown discount, even though everything that you just said makes all the sense in the world. I mean, I think, I want, you know, like what I just said about, you know, what, what people's different opinions, people do, what, what drives people, what uh, makes them happy. Um, you know, I, I've always been the big believer that money doesn't make me happy. You know, I, I'm, I make myself happy. My family makes me happy. Um, comfort makes me happy. Uh, stability makes me happy. So the reason I said those things was for those reasons. Um, and, the, you know, I think everybody can take that statement right there and use it and, and phrase it and um, change it to whatever they want to believe. Um, you know, I'm sure there's some people when we turn down the first offer, I'm sure there's some people that think that that's a hometown discount and I should have taken it. Um, you know, that's their opinion. And, um, but for us, that wasn't, that wasn't right. That wasn't, uh, the right time. Um, you know, and that's our opinion. So I, I think, I think it all comes down to, to what we believe in and what we think is uh, a discount and still fair. Um, and then it comes down to what they think is a discount and what's still fair for them. And that's the part of negotiations that, that suck. Um, they're businessmen. We're businessmen at the same time. And, you know, you have to, uh, you know, you have to take that in consideration and, and try to work through some things. And, you know, we just, with the time frame that, uh, that we were given, uh, we just weren't able to do that at that time. So, um, you know, just move forward and continue to play, and we'll pick it up when, when the time's right. Here's a subject that's probably not realistic, but when the team goes on a seven or uh, a 10-game losing streak, it, it enters into the conversation, which is if the team is out of it at the trade deadline, who, who might get traded? Does, when you look at that, and I'm not saying that you, you guys are near that position now, but does, does that factor into your head at all, saying, Man, you know, if we're in this position, my name could be brought up in these sort of things, which is something no one ever thought at the beginning of the year. Um, I mean, I think every year when you get to the trade deadline, it's always a possibility. How great a possibility it is, I don't know, because you're not in that room, you're not making the phone calls. Um, you know, I, I think obviously this year with with kind of the unique situation we we could be in at that time. Um, 
you know, I don't know. I mean, uh, like I've always said, uh, if 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 they feel like trading me is is going to make the Boston Red Sox better for the future, then uh, no hard feelings. I mean, it's it's like I said, it's business. Um, you know, uh, and I still go back to the same state. I mean, I want to be here. I think they want me to be here. Um, but like I said, at the same time, I'm sure they still wanted, you know, Adrian and Carl and Josh and Nick to be here. Um, but they needed to make a decision for the greater good for the future. And that's what they had to do. So if that's what they have to do, then that's what they have to do. I mean, like I said, I'm, there's not going to be any, uh, there wouldn't be any hard feelings. There wouldn't be, um, you know, I, my, my, I would still think of my time here as great and uh, cherish every minute um, that, that I, was, I was here and go about my business wherever I go, you know. So I, I, think, I think you just have to learn in this profession that no matter where you're at as far as, you know, how good you think you are or how high up on an all-time list you, you are or whatever, there's still that, always that possibility. Um, this game isn't stable, and um, as much as we like to make it, stable it's it's not and like I said if, if they if they get to that position and they feel it's necessary and then it, it is I mean I can't stop it and it, it I mean I, I can't do anything and I can't say anything and no I'm not going you know I mean like there's nothing you can do you get you get traded you get traded and um, you, know, you try to make the best of it and uh, obviously it's not something that, that that you know you're walking into the office and saying trade me um, you know so I mean it's it's there's not a whole lot I, I can do. So if they did, I would understand. And, I would, you know, obviously um, it'd, be, it'd be probably a pretty sad time. But at the same time, you know, exciting and all those things we talked about before. And, um, you know, it, I've always tried to take that mindset going into the trade deadline just because if you sit there and worry about it and contemplate and get on the Internet and, Try to find out where you think you're going, you know, whatever, and, and think, you know, find out all these things. It's just, it's un, unneeded stress and thoughts that you don't, you don't want. You've been through that before. You've actually, I mean, going back to a rod trade. I mean, that was. So there has been other times that you've had to deal. I think, I think I've actually been traded twice, and then either, you know, the one didn't go through, and then the other one at the last second got pulled back. So, I mean, it's something. You know, it's something I've been a part of. It's something I think that's why I have the 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 mindset I guess I have now. It's just like, hey, I've I've lived it. I've actually been traded and then gone back to the team that traded me. And um, so it is what it is. I mean, which which one was that? Alex. That was the. Um, you know, I get a call. Hey, you've been traded to the Rangers. Okay, great. You know, that's cool. And day later hey you're back with the Red Sox because the deal didn't go through so I mean obviously a lot of mixed emotions and uh, spring training was a little weird but uh, and then I think you know the Johan Santana thing you know they were trying to get him and that got pulled off the table right at the last minute and um, you know so things happen for a reason if I get traded I, I do if I don't I don't I mean I'm going to continue to take the ball and go pitch if I'm here obviously that's even better um if I if I'm with another team that, you know, obviously if you get traded, you're probably going to a team that's in it, and um, you know, give them hopefully take the ball for them and, and give them a chance. I mean, it like I said, there's not a whole lot I can do to control things, and the only thing I can control is the days leading up to my starts and going out there and pitching. Last question is: We're doing this on Father's Day, and one of the things I always 
look at is is you going around with your son and or any of the players going around with their kids and you talk about being a member of the Red Sox are you able to take stock of that of that kind of image of you going out there with your son in a little Red Sox uniform and, and uh, where you are in your life and, and what he's thinking and what this means to him? Huh. I, and, you know, I was talking to my wife about that. You know, I, that, that, that's an, you know, obviously another reason why I want to be here. Um, you know, uh, he you know, goes through last year and is down on the field and you know, in here and spraying champagne and no idea what it means. Um, Will he remember it? I hope, you know, I hope he'll, when he's older, remember, hey, you know, when we talk about 2013 and, you know, winning the World Series, I hope you can go, hey, I remember getting to go into the clubhouse and getting to go on the field and um, hold the trophy or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, so those are the things that, that obviously go through my mind. You know, I want my kid to, both my sons, to be able to be a part of Fenway Park and, you know, come here and try to hit balls over the green monster and play catch in the outfield with me and run around and um, really appreciate the fact that, you know, dad plays for one of the oldest teams in, in baseball um, in one of the oldest parks in baseball. And, you know, that, that's, that's the stuff that, you know, weighs on your decisions. Um, you know, if you do get to to that point where you have to decide between a couple teams or you have to decide whether or not you're going to stay or, you know, whatever, um, you know, those are all the things that, you know, like my dad always taught me, you know, if you can't decide between two things, you know, sit down with a piece of paper, write all the pros out for this one, write all the cons out for that one. And, you know, if the pros outweigh the cons, then you've made your decision. Um, and same thing goes with the other one. And, you know, I remember asking him, you know, well, what if they, what if they're equal? You know, and he kind of just looks at me and shrugs, goes, well, then you're screwed, you know. So, um, you know, that would obviously be something that's on the pro side of it and, and you know, want him to, to experience this and, and, and not take this for granted and, and something that he'll, like I said, both of them will be able to remember and come in here and hang out with Wally. And, you know, I mean, not too many stadiums, you know, you get to have Wally come to your birthday party. And, you know, I mean, so stuff like that and, you know, being around these guys and, um, you know, like I said, that, that's stuff that you always think about and you always, you know, weigh in, in, in the decision-making process of as far as what what makes your family happy, what makes your, your kids happy and where you think they'll, they'll do the best. And, um, you know, because this is a hard lifestyle for them and, and you know, the, the constant moving, the constant changing, um, you know, like I said, this offseason, he still thinks that his home is Boston. I mean, because he, he really, that's where he grew up last year. Um, you know, I think going from two to three is kind of a big age as far as what they what they remember and what they what they know. And um, so, you know, I think that this is this is a big part of his life right now. And, I, and that's one of the reasons why I said some of the stuff I said in January. You know, I mean, listen to that all offseason, obviously coming off off. A World Series, and um, you know you can't beat you can't beat playing here when you're winning. You know, I mean it's it's best place on earth to play. Um, and like you said, to have them here would be would be great. You know, to have them here in the locker. You know, like Peeve's got all his kids' uniforms hanging in here, and 
you know, they come in here and change with him and go out on the field and play and run and hit. And I mean, that would be, as a dad, Father's Day, I mean, that would be kind of the ultimate, the ultimate dream. Well, I hope you had a good Father's Day and, uh, and I will um, get you some of my clothing if you like. I'll get you at least an At Bradfo t-shirt. That's okay. Yeah, I'll pass on that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, John. New on Curiosity Stream. With my infrared drone, I can see what others can't. Drone pilot Doug Thrawn uses his bird's eye view for the ultimate good, saving animals from desperate situations around the globe. Join the rescue effort on a new season of Doug to the Rescue. And you captured a Confederate steamboat. We're taking a ship to freedom. An enslaved crew, a stolen vessel, and a Civil War dash to salvation on impossible escapes. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are twenty dollars, just a dollar sixty-seven a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors have the expertise to find exactly what you need and the ethics to do the right thing, even when it's the harder thing. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. 